0: Sportspeak Podcast. This is your host Aaron Daniels, and I got a special guest with me today. This cat I played ball with in college. Actually, we played ball against one another when we were both in junior college, and then we ended up becoming teammates for our last two years of college at the university level, at the NA, NAI level, up at USAO in Chickasha, Oklahoma. So, by way of Dallas, Texas, I got my boy Thomas the Second. T, you with me? I'm with you, man. Uh, you know, man, same old dirt, different shirt, just sitting here trying to kick some knowledge with my partner. So we're going to start from the beginning, man. Tell me about when you – I ain't going to even say your career, but your love for the game started. You know what I mean? How old were you when you first sat in front of a TV watching hoops and when you first put that ball in your hand? I can't tell you no
1: exact age. I just know I was real young. I can't say if I was four or five. But like I said, when I was real young, you know, just watching Jordan back in the day, <laughs> that's just, you know – Jordan, I can't even say Jordan alone. Being over both my grandparents' house, either the Lakers was on at one house or the Knicks was on at the other house. So, I get a lot of flack now for being a Lakers and a Knicks fans. I know they trash, but that's just—I grew up watching basketball no matter where I was at. So, it was love at first sight. I hey mean, I love
0: how you just uh, how you just called a spade a spade. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're yeah, to see hey man, to it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> but but you know you know what was always interesting to me is what once we once we linked up and started playing together, you always wore number thirty two. You know what I mean? And that was that was in honor of the great Magic Johnson, right?
1: Yes, sir. That's what, you know, grew up watching him. Uh, matter of fact, the first time I can remember choosing, you know, getting asked to choose my number, I was in the third grade and the coach asked what number I wanted. And, you know, everybody has a meaning or a reason why they choose a number. But the first person that came in my head was my granny's favorite player, which was Magic Johnson. So, you know, that just was 32 just stuck out, and I made sure I chose that number and it was available, thank the Lord.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Nice and easy. And uh, you you know, you've made a lot of references even early on to your family. And, uh, and I've gotten to know a few of them during the time that we were playing ball together. Man, talk about um talk about your family's influence, um, uh, in life in general, but definitely when it came to growing your game. Cause I know your pops was real he was real heavy on you and making sure that you learned the right stuff the right way.
1: Yeah, we we talking about heavy, man. I'm, which you you probably went through it too, man. My pops was—he wanted that perfect. I'm talking about yelling from the stands when he was coaching me. It was making sure I played the best game I could. You know how I go—other people messing up, but of course I get all the blame for it. I gotta have that perfect game, but not nah, just in general. that my family's always been there supportive, man. Uh, I, from what man, I can remember, you flee grandparents there Aunties, uncles cousins yeah it was and you saw that usa yo you know i had pops was there uncles moms grandma the funny thing is though my grandma
0: i think be more into it than my dad and everybody no doubt (laughs) no doubt and i'm gonna tell you something just, just to let the listeners in on it man you told me a story one time and i was dying laughing because uh, uh, you you, you play you didn't always play just basketball. I remember you told me uh, you you had a stint when you were playing football, and you remember you got you took a mean hit. Yeah, you took a oh, mean yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know plate. where you going. You heard your grandma <laughs> laughing from the stands.
1: I saw. You know, you take that glance. First of all, I had to fix my helmet back, right? Because I got cracked. <laughs> I had to fix that helmet back. I looked over there, she rolling. Other family members, you know, standing up like, man, is here. all right? She over there rolling, but, there you know, go, there was you tough, go. You man. Got she right wasn't worried like
0: about was you, nuts. boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It hurt later on at <laughs> night. Feel it, I, know, feel I ain't crying now. In the car. Now, uh, when, but, when did football come along? I mean, because it sounds like basketball was first. And did did you shift your appetite a little bit and say, all right, I want to dabble over here a little bit? Oh, damn.
1: Actually, baseball okay. was the first love. Yeah, baseball. I started out baseball like – pre K, whatever, you know, T ball. I mean it was always basketball too, but you know, as far as just a love, it was baseball, just 'cause I was I was just naturally good at it. And then basketball picked up along. Football came in uh junior high. Seventh was it? No, it was eighth grade. Eighth grade played up until my junior year in high school. And it I mean it was it was fun, you know, it was kind of things. Everybody else was doing it. Oh you just playing with your friends. I, I ain't gonna say I never took it serious, but
0: I knew right. football, football wasn't. wasn't where the bread was buttered.
1: So it was just right. something to do until I basketball like. I started.
0: Like. Now, um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing your your dad or your uncles or your, or your grandfathers that what, what all did they play? Were they just basketball folks, or were they all over the map—basketball, football, baseball, the whole night? Actually, all over the
1: map. I had a, a uncle that played for the Redskins back in the day for football. So he and then that was a great uncle Played for the Redskins back in the day. Uh, But I got three other uncles. One was a football guy. My grandpa was a football guy. Two of my uncles was basketball. My dad was basketball. But we, from what I heard, you know, from the (laughs) football,
0: it was every sport. For sure. For sure. Now, um, you you said up until your junior year and you talked about eighth grade is, is, you know, was that year that you picked up the football and got going. Now talk about, your high school basketball career, okay? You come in, uh, you're in a big old city, Dallas, Texas, you know what I mean? And that's a bunch of not just players, but natural athletes that, that play all sports and are gifted and talented all over the place. Man, how did you how did you measure up when you first stepped on the campus mm-hmm. as a freshman in high school when it, when it came to, you know, carving out a lane for yourself on that court? <sighs> what a
1: start, man. I was... Yeah, like, you you know, I think I told you before I was first. five foot my freshman year. And yeah, five foot freshman year, five foot one sophomore year. But you know, also growing up, Allen Iverson was my guy. So, you know, I didn't mm. little you know, little people, it was like dog, I'm I'm a dog out there. And one of his tattoos he got still one mm. of my favorites to the day, hold hold your own, you know, hold my own. That's what I had to do growing up. I had to hold my own. I always had to prove myself because you know, hey you can't drive in there, you're gonna get blocked. All this other stuff, you kind of want to prove people wrong, but I had a toughness about me, and I, I could also shoot, so I could spread the floor some. Oh, that's a good thing. But once I, you know, I, I also I had to make a transition too, though. You, you said it yourself, you know, all the, all the talent and stuff going on. Where I was at at DeSoto, now the class in front of us, they had several D1 athletes. Ooh, yeah. And it was either wait my turn until senior year, which – you know how I go in anything, it's not mm-hmm. guaranteed. Or I could transfer my junior year, which we talked it over with the family and everything. They thought it was best that I transfer. So we transferred my, my junior year. And what do you know? A growth spurt happens. Went from five 5-1 to five eleven within that summer. Oh, yeah. And then that's just when my game just really took off after I transferred, averaged 30 both years. Double digit assists, I almost doesn't. I had double digit rebounds my senior year, but I think I had like eight my junior year. So that that helped my game grow.
0: A man, lot. Where, where did you transfer to?
1: Uh Top Street Christian Academy. It's a, it's a private school. Okay, out in, in the private, hood. Private man. school
0: in the hood. Hey, them two things don't go. <laughs> it don't. But you know, you got to make it I work. That, I feel that. Now, um, you know, what, what what a lot of times I think gets kind of gets kind of overlooked is 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 the fact that even though we may be talking about some good athletes at this level, they're still just kids. And now was it a rough adjustment for you whenever you transferred um, in terms of, you know, leaving some people that you may have built a bond with and then having to sort of start all the way over and build some new relationships with strangers?
1: Yeah, it, it was, I mean, it was rough. But like I said, after talking it up with my family, my, my goal at that time was to play college right. basketball. So we had to do what was best. I mean, I left a lot of good friends. we still good friends to this day. But, you know, you talk it over with the <laughs> – and you just don't see it happening where you're at. And, I mean, to be, I'm not the only one that transferred. We all kind of – a few of us went our separate ways, you know, transferred to different schools. I wish we – you know, my entire class, because we've been playing with each other since sixth mm-hmm. grade, seventh grade. So we had some chemistry. I wish we all would have just chose to transfer right. one place. But, I, you know, I understand how things go. I, I, I'm i not in, they, you know, they household, so I don't know what's going on. But starting over with new friends and everything, it really wasn't a problem for me. My whole focus when I transferred was just for basketball, stay focused on basketball. The friends and stuff came along. Hey, I even got a wife out of it yeah, later
0: on. Yeah, there you on. go. There
1: you go. At, yeah, you know, but that wasn't that was the intention either. But, you know, things worked That's for right. So it was
0: just a flat-out business move when you made that through transfer.
1: It, it really was, man. I went in – I think the first – two weeks and my one of my best friends to this day we we mugged each other for about the
0: first two
1: weeks he 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 transferred in from a private school I transferred in from private school every not everybody there but a lot of people there was just too friendly I was like man I don't know y'all like that I'm not trying to get to know y'all you know he was kind of on the same thing about two three weeks you know we finally just like you know man what's what's your problem (laughs) you know come find out we both enjoy basketball, you know, we end up being best friends like the day That's after. That's what that. I'm talking about. But it was strictly a business move. I wasn't in there I went in there to make new friends, okay. honestly. There you
0: go. Well, let's talk about the basketball aspect of it. When you you got there you had two seasons to play at, at the place where you transferred, correct? I'm right now. Correct. How, did that, how did that that junior season go, you know what I mean? And what was your role? Well, I ain't even got to ask what your role is. Let me scratch that cuz you you know, you just hollered your numbers at me. But what type of squad did y'all end up having? Uh the squad
1: as far as at the level that I was on dropping down from a uh, the biggest, you know, I, I don't know what it is in Tulsa, but down here mm-hmm. 6A is the biggest as far as
0: Right, same here.
1: And at the time 5A was they didn't have 6A. So we had 5 5A was the biggest at our time and that's where I was a 5A public to drop down to a 3A private. Wow. Now, some some private schools can compete with public, but I'm not going to lie, that 3A private school it was able to compete with Two A and three A publics, and a few four A publics.
0: So it, it me stepping on campus.
1: Right. Heck, nah, right. nah, So me stepping on campus, I already kind of knew in my head, the level of talent is not going to be what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. But the squad we had, which actually it all worked out for the best, the squad we had was, besides me and, and, and my good friend, it was all a bunch of role players that actually knew and accepted they role mm. from day one. They just knew defend, you know, rebound, get us the ball. They didn't cry about points. They didn't cry about touches. So it ended up working out.
0: Hey man, you know, and and you you're a coach nowadays, so you understand how important that is, man. Because it's just only one basketball out there to be divided among yeah, among there five is, people. Really, to divide among ten people because the other team out there too. You know what I mean? That's true. And then
1: you know yeah, me, I like to score, man. But I'm not selfish with the ball. I, I'm. I know how it goes. My dad taught me right, man. In order to get everybody else to play hard for you, you know, you got to show them some love every now and then. <laughs> so, you know, I, I spread the ball well enough to where they understood, okay, I'll I play hard for him. I'll go hard on defense and do this for him because I know he's going to fra- return the favor. Now, he,
0: he, I want to ask you something about your individual game because you talked about your growth spurt. You went from five 5'1 one to 5'11 in pretty much just a span of some months. Now, um, did, did, did you yeah. have to alter – your game at all from a skill standpoint, or from from a, from a from, a, uh, from a mentality standpoint. Once you got to be, you went from a little man to one of the you know a pretty upper sized guard. You know, for six foot or near six foot guards in high school, uh, that's I'm, rare. Yeah,
1: I'm not gonna even lie to you, AD. I thought I, when I was five foot five foot one, I thought I was six <laughs> foot anyway. I, I was one of them, I was one of them little dudes that a blocky shot or get an and one, and I'm a flex on you, oh, and call yeah, you sure little, that. so when i did grow you know it was honestly to me I, I told a lot of people y'all in trouble now i just always had a killer mindset a killer mentality so me just growing at those extra inches i was like it's over
0: now like That's nobody's gonna about stop you. me <laughs> hey man well, one thing one thing i i remember about you and when we, whenever we played together in college um you you were known primarily as a shooter, but your handle was sort of underrated. And the reason why I say that is because you didn't. And, and this is just my breakdown. You know, your game better than I do. But it, to me, it seemed like you didn't play with the ball that much. You, know, you you shot it if they gave you airspace. If they took the airspace away, you used just as many dribbles as you needed to get free to either get a lane to go to go get to the rim or a stop and pop. You know. So what was that? What was that handle like in high school as a little dude? And you know, did it tighten up once you got to be tall? It,
1: it, it was always pretty tight because being the shortest, I always had to play point right. guard growing up. So it was always tight. It was just as I got older, I realized I didn't have to do all of that fancy, you know, wasted dribbles. As a coach, you know, I'm a coach now, mm-hmm. so we call it wasted dribbles. I didn't have to do all that. As I got older, I realized just get to your spots. It makes it a lot easier.
0: For sure, Less for dribbles. Sure. Yeah, use it
1: only get in your bag if you need to. Yeah, I mean, I got I got some clips. <laughs> To, to show that the bag stayed full. You <laughs> That's know, that, but no, nah, it was just it was I don't know, as as a coach now, I don't like when guys just over dribble. And I always had coaches growing up that knew I could handle the ball. It was just like they said, pick, pick and choose when you need to get to your spots, when you need for to sure. break that stuff out. Cause even in junior college, I was the backup point, even though I was a starting two guard. He would tell me, you know, hey, save your energy, save yourself, no need for all of that. You know,
0: make it no doubt simple. About it yeah it's simple it works. It, 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 it's crazy how you know sophisticated people try to make the game, but it always comes down to the basic foundation or the basic fundamental things you know what I mean now that's your yes, junior sir. season now tell me about tell me about how that senior season was i mean you pretty much I'm pretty sure you're big man on campus at that uh, point it's your last go round. I was big man on campus one junior year, but i well, you know okay let me not now nah, but
1: fun. uh my my <laughs> My uh, my good friend that I was telling you about that that I met my junior year, he ended up having to transfer okay. out. So, going into my senior year, we were ranked number three in the state as far as small private schools. So you know we had we had a we had something to look forward to, and we had a lot mm-hmm. of people targeting us. Well, he ended up leaving, so that changed a lot, which meant scoring had to go. You know, just overall productivity had to go up. So, which it did, it just made it a little bit harder because it's a lot easier for teams to focus on me. And me only, and I didn't have any – I had a little bit of help, but I didn't have, you know, any true help because my, my good friend was averaging
0: like oh, man, 25. Oh, yeah, they're, they're just big shoes to fill. So,
1: yeah, it was – yeah, it was, it, was, it was pick your poison, you know, when both of us were there. Who are you going to try to contain? And by contain, you know, off night for me was 18 to 22, and off night for him was same thing, 18 to 22. But he, he, he had more <laughs> rebounds than me. But it was kind of like, you know, you got to contain one. You're not going to stop both that, of us, it. though. But, yeah, senior year, it was – that that was probably the most fun I had because that, that taught me how to be mm. a leader because I had to encourage guys to step up. I had to encourage guys to get to the gym. Of course, you know, I go, things ain't not going to always go right for you on the court. And the first couple games, I ain't going to lie, I was yelling at people, telling them, give me the ball, telling them, you got to make this, you got to do that. Guys, you know, guys' heads go yeah. down. And you thinking they just need to mm-hmm. toughen up, you know, but back then I had to learn it quickly. Everybody is not the same. You know, my coach, my dad, whoever could yell at me and I would pick my game up and I realized I can't yell at them how I get yelled at or I expect to get yelled at and for them to pick their game up. So that taught me at an early age, you know, as far as the, the personalities on
0: the team, and it helped me change to be a better leader. No doubt about that. That's actually a good segue right there, man. Cause I want to talk a little bit about leadership and, um, I want to know your philosophy on it. Do you think that the best player on a team has to be the vocal leader, or can it be can it be somebody else who has some credibility, but maybe that person is not the best player? How you feel about it? Uh, uh, it could, the, the, my team
1: that I have right now, the school season, one of my captains was nowhere near the best player mm-hmm. on the team. Uh, so I, I'm with that. You, you don't have to be the best player on the team to be the actual leader and be vocal about it. But – to me, it, it does kind of help when your best player is, you know, a leader and he's vocal. But as far as what your question asks, you don't have to be the best player on your team to be a captain or a leader, you know, just be vocal. I mean,
0: that's no, how no, no, I feel. No about doubt it. about it. Um, because I, I actually believe that I, I think, like you said, it carries more weight whenever your best player or one of your best players. Is the, is the vocal guy because mm-hmm. you know what game recognizes game right and when when pe- people you don't have to tell the best player who he is because his teammates or her teammates if it's girls be talking about they know who the best one is and Correct. so whenever they say something their word right. goes a long way but let me ask you this is there different are there different styles of leadership or or is it just one way where where it's got to be somebody
1: no 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 the, i learned that in my second year coach there are different styles of leadership i had two great players one will lead by example Rarely said much as far as getting somebody face or just like just speaking out vocal, he would just kind of go on the court or if we had practice whatever you know win first in every drill or go as hardest on the game time he give everything he just led by example and I had another one who was actually vocal as far as the leadership role.
0: That's what I'm talking about.
1: So there, there are different styles. Now,
0: would would you say the rest of your the rest of your guys responded pretty well to the, to those two?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's. That's one thing I haven't had a problem with, as far as when I—I I, I normally don't pick my captains. I kind of let the mm-hmm. team decide, and I may—I like to do three. I let the team pick two, and I pick that oh, okay. last one. And the last one for me is usually the one who isn't right. the best, but I know they're gonna bust their tail and practice, or, or give me everything that they got in the game, and they're gonna play their
0: role to the best of their ability. Man, see, that's that, that that's a major—that's a major thing. Now hold on, now, we got—we got to go back to your playing days. Now you out of high school, right? Um, uh-huh. How did you end up at Mountain View? You went to Mountain View right out of right out of high school, right? Mountain View Community Correct. College down there, down there in Dallas, Texas area. How how did how did how did you stumble into that?
1: And that was, to be honest, that was my last probably like the last thing I had on there. I was going to a few you know open gyms, some practices for some schools after my senior year. I had a few I had a few looks, but nobody was offering right. anything. And I was just kind of, you know, just leaving it open until, like, the very last minute. I think I ended up signing the Mountain View in July. You know, I had been to some open gyms, knew the coach really well, and just – it was just kind of like – that was one of the things I was, I was like, if any, if all else fails, I'll go here. So I was kind of just, you know, going to other places, trying out open gyms, open runs, practices, just seeing how I fit in and how, to, you know, I felt with the coaches and everything. And just nobody really just felt like – like it was just it was comfortable like it was home mm. like Mountain View did i like that so it you know i didn't want to you know you heard you a lot of you probably few people you interviewed and think people you just know you heard the, the stories like freshman year you won't play a lot or you'll do this you know we'll bring you in sophomore mm-hmm. it was at that time i was like with well, my goal ahead what school is going to help me best you know play college basketball at a mm-hmm. high level And I was told right away that I would come in and be a a key factor. Right. So, you know, I just went ahead. I felt like, you know, I have to talk with the coach and everything. Just felt like that was just the right
0: fit. That's what I'm talking about. And and you know what? And it all worked uh, out for the best. I like the way you you talked about, you know, um, the message that that some coaches try to give to their players because I've heard some instances and some stories where a college coach will tell a, a, a potential prospect that, hey, we, we plan on starting you, you're going to come in and do this right away and I, mm-hmm. first of all, I, mean, I hate the fact that players actually believe that number one and then
1: I, and that's the thing because I'm an AAU coach as well. you know I'm helping kids get into college. I, I hear it I see the messages and everything and then as you know the next year comes and they're on the bench the whole time, I, you know I don't, I don't understand why coaches would do that. I understand you want that kid in your program, but if you truly believe he can play right away. I understand. You know, tell him that. But if you feel like he needs some time to develop, let him know yeah. up front as well.
0: For sure. I mean, because because not all of them understand the process. I mean, and to be honest, I only understand the process because I've been through it because I was I was green going into it. You know what I mean? I, I can remember mm-hmm. you know, it was a possibility that I was going to have the red shirt in junior college and I was about ready to walk. You digress? And that would have been a, a terrible decision looking back on it now. You know what <laughs> now, now, now. Once you got to Mountain View, man, what what was it like? Did did it feel like an extension of high school, or, or was it a, a clear cut? Like you could tell, okay, this is a different level right away.
1: Nah, you could tell from from the open gyms I went to in that summer and meeting some of the you know the previous players. I could tell there's a different level. And then that first day hit. Ad, I'm not lying to you, man. We had a hundred and something people try out.
0: <laughs> that sounds like PE, man. <laughs>
1: No, and, I mean, I heard you, you was interviewing one of your guys that was at JUCO, I think, recently, and I think he said he had, like, thirty-four. But, you know, as the time goes on, the going to run a lot of them kids off. A lot of kids are going – they're
0: going to just oh, weed yeah, themselves out. for sure.
1: Yeah, but, like, day one, I didn't think I was the man or anything like that. It was my whole goal, just come in, work hard. And I, I knew I was going to get teased because I came from a private school and put up major numbers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I knew I could play. I knew I could play. I didn't have a.
0: right. T, you with me? I'm with you. Uh, yeah, 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 because that sophomore team of y'all was at Mountain View Community College, that's when whenever we, when I was at Murray State, we had to come down there and play y'all boys, man, and y'all were, y'all were a problem, man. What, what type of <laughs> hey, team was that? That, hey, right, really, real talk,
1: that game right there brought us all together. Yeah. We was having some individual stuff before that, and people, you know, trying to get theirs, but you, you, you remember how that went, man, yeah, but yeah. dude came down to us and, we got hyped before that game, and we 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 were, we were individual wise, we were good. We just hadn't came all together as a team at that point. Yeah. But when down with his shirt off, and you know, kind of <laughs> talk, talking his trash, man. I don't I don't know. We got hyped up before that game, and that kind of you know started something for that season.
0: No, no, no joke, man. And for, and for the listeners out there, I gotta break I gotta break the story down to you. Man, because I, I played <laughs> ball at Murray State College, man. We down there in Tishamingo, Oklahoma. We had to get on the road and go play Mountain View Community College in, in the Dallas area. And, and we out there, man, we, we're in the gym. Our, our, our women are playing. And so our fellas from Murray State, we out there in the lobby in the little hallway area. And we're out there stretching, you know, watching the last of the, of the, of the women's game. And one of, one of my man T's teammates walked through. And he ended, he ended up bumping he ended up bumping one of our guys and didn't say nothing just kept stepping and uh and when my teammate was like damn dog you ain't gonna say excuse me and my man turned around and was like he was like blankety blank ooh. And we was like, oh, oh okay, we're gonna see if it. it's gonna be a problem. And so he came out that shirt yeah. quick. I and know he, he did. did. My man, teammate, my man T's teammate, he walks in the gym to go do something. He comes out of the gym and walks back through us again. And then one of my teammates said something slick, undertone. And then my, the Mountain View cat turned around and had on a button down. All the way up to his neck. <laughs> he pulled that shirt over the top of his head all in one motion. He was chest naked out there ready to fight the whole squad. And he's like, man, man, okay. it's about to go down tonight. And I don't know what he went and told y'all but, man, y'all came out busting our ass. You know what I mean?
1: Man, he had, I ain't gonna lie. He had us hype in, in, our, in our room. And it's sad we didn't get to finish that game because I think one of the... Something happened in the, in the stand. Yeah, or something. got out of hand. Man. And, yeah, but y'all still gonna take that. Y'all was yeah, I was taking that L regardless of whether – nah, that, that hyped it up. He, him coming down and, and he could have been lying, honestly. And some of the stuff he was saying, though, he, hey. he, he had us hyped. He had us hyped, so we came out gunning. Then the whole issue with the stands, and no lie, we was ready to come down there with y'all, but our AD exactly. said that, you know, our coach will get fired and, and some other things would happen if, if if a fight was to break out. So they said the best thing to do is just not to right. go down Right, we were originally supposed to play a home-and-home, home,
0: you know what I mean? And and we definitely mm-hmm. wanted one that, wanted of that, wanted their rematches. We went down there. <laughs> they, they called the game, listeners, because the, the, the fans got rowdy. It was
1: about two yeah. minutes yeah. left. They but, called but, the game. Know, but, but, y'all,
0: y'all had it in the bag at that point, because, you yeah, know I mean? Y'all came out and yeah. shots from everywhere. You know what I mean? We, we kept it respectable for a minute, but then y'all ended up pulling the wigs out. So hot, but that was one of the best uh, junior college crowds that I played in front of.
1: Oh, yeah. We called that the dungeon,
0: man. It 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 goes down. Yeah. and it wasn't even packed. It, it, just it goes a down in there. Echoey, you know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah. I I remember one thing from that year, but Wayne Wayne was talking so oh, much Wayne trash, Jackson. man. <laughs> yeah, that boy was talking trash, and I I remember he blocked one of my shots. And, you know, of course, get that out yeah. of here. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna come right back at him. <laughs> when did the same thing came at him, hit him with a pump fake, got him in the air, dropped the foul, got the n one. And what surprised me about when you know we we cool now, we don't have no problem. What surprised me about him at that time is after him talking all that trash. When I did that, he came down like, "Dang, hey, bro, good move, man." <laughs> like he was, which which let me know, okay, it's just within the game. Which how most of the trash talking, I do and stuff. It's just within the game. But when he did that. I was, You know, I kind of looked at him mugging, <laughs> getting ready to say something. But he was like, dang, he dabbed me up, man. man. You know, I was, I was like, it kind of threw me off at the time. But I was like, all right, it's just within the game. Yay, Let me chill. Yay,
0: recognize. Yeah, he that, recognized. That, yeah. Yeah. Cool, how, how did that sophomore season finish up for y'all uh, compared to the season before? Were y'all able to make a little push to the postseason?
1: We, under, we made it barely, but we underachieved, mm. man. We underachieved. It was just – yeah, like I said that that game right there kind of it brought us together and you know just like with any any team any, heck any game you go through a run we had a good run and then towards the end of the season it just started it just started you know going downhill yeah. we just didn't click like we needed to at at towards the end of the season those last few games I feel that I feel that
0: how did your um how did your AAU basketball experience uh throughout throughout high school you know get you get you prepared for the for the junior college level, and the reason I ask that is because uh, I, I look at my experiences in college, and I can kind of compare, um, like the playing atmospheres and the play, even the play style. Mm-hmm. Some degree. I kind of compare AAU. Mm-hmm. Juco.
1: Now, uh, I agree with you on that. Uh, you know, we had plays in AAU, but it was mainly go out there and play mm-hmm. instincts. You know, it wasn't no, yeah, just read and react. You know, see how he's guarding, but that's kind of how JUCO is. The same thing at, our, at my JUCO. We had plays, we had sets, but a lot of times that stuff was to to create a mismatch, and like my coaches say, be a ball player. Sure. You know, don't be a robot. Be a ball. I'm, yes, I called this play, but if you see you got a mismatch, or somebody else has a mismatch, and you have to do something with it, be a ball player and make that play. That's for sure. So that's kind of how AAU was for us, and I mean the the speed was there, the the athleticism from other kids and, and athletes, it it was all there. Uh, I'm kind of, you know, because I coach AU now, some of that stuff, it's, it seems like the athleticism has gone to another level these days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when I'm looking at some of these kids.
0: Especially down there where you from and where you at. <laughs>
1: Man, I, 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 you know, I was dunking when I was 5'1", pushing 5'2". Like, I could throw a lob to myself and catch it. But there's some kids now that just take flight. And I'm, you know, so I gotta hold my, my mouth open, you know, gotta close my mouth like Jesus.
0: <laughs> Going crazy. It, it,
1: it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. But you know, woof. That day, man. So something must be in the water, but I didn't get that blessing. But uh <laughs> talk, hey, <laughs> at the end of your sophomore season, it's in the spring, all right? How did you what did you have on mm-hmm. what did you have on your plate in terms of opportunities on where you were gonna go play the next two years of your college career?
1: I had during during the season, I have I was getting letters from Wichita State. And was it South Dakota State or North Dakota State, which are some D1s and uh which and on my mind I'm thinking, you know, that's perfect, cool. That, you know, but I end up getting hurt a few of those games. And you know how if any recruit knows, you're not if you're not the number one guy, you know, of course they got other guys in that mm-hmm. pool with you. So me getting hurt kind of messed up a little bit of it. You know, they, they kind of either I guess I fell down to number two, three, four, whatever. And some guys moved up. So, they, you know, the communications kind of fell off from those two schools. But I still had other schools, uh, some D2s, Cameron University. Uh, St. Greg's was hot on me at the time. I had a lot mm-hmm. of interest. But nobody fully just offered during right. the season. And then, you know, after the season, I'm talking to my coach trying to think about what my future plans were. And he, ta- I don't know if he did it on purpose, but it kind of motivated me. And he said – uh. He said, Man, you know, no, nobody's offered you yet. To about your game. And Damn. I, you know, like, what? Well, yeah. yeah. Same day, I said, Man, give me. I'm going to get a ball. And I went up to the gym for hours, train. I did it for like a week and a half. And I-
0: so, so your coach was giving you basically some medicine, huh? So, some like, oh, dang, that that didn't taste too good. I
1: said that every school, whatever schools you think I can play at, whatever schools you don't think I can play at, I said get them up here. And, you know, I just I, I up my training even more, my individual training, and I said I'm about to take somebody's scholarship, mm. and I told them that I said so. Whoever think you know they they got. One- Players, whatever I said I'm about to take somebody's scholarship like that was my mindset because when he said that I, I thought I was doing good had a decent year you know but
0: and like I said he could have just said that to to fuel me more but it, it hit it hit me yeah so 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 to this day you don't know if he did it just for that or or if he really could
1: I don't even want to I don't even want to ask him honestly we cool I still talk to him we we joke around all that you know we bring up old times when he doesn't Basically choked me on the sidelines <laughs> him cussing me out and everything. But I don't, I don't bring it up because I, you know, I, he always
0: wanted the best for me, so I just, I leave it as it is. That's what I'm talking about. So, so you end up getting a scholarship to the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma. Chickasha, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Next man, that you know, was... You looking at me, I'm looking at you, I'm like, man, this, this is that mother, mother, mother from, from, from Mountain View, man. Hey, how, how was it, man, when you first stepped foot on campus at USAO? You in Oklahoma, I don't know if you ever spent much time up in this state before that point. How was, what, what was that experience oh, yeah, like? Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I got family in Oklahoma, so it... it... Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, you know all that. Pauls Valley, like that was that was my area. Okay. Uh, as far as Chickasha, you know that was that was new to me. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like, uh, did I make the right choice? Because you know when Metcalf, Coach Metcalf came down there to Dallas, mm-hmm. that's where he saw me and signed me at. And I didn't go up to USAO. Right. And so you know on campus and everything, I'm like, oh shoot, this is. See, like, you know, I'm from a big city, so chicken say, I'm like, man, that's kind of small town, small city, which actually ended up being the best for me. That's kind of how I, I figure out now. That's what I like. I like the little small city vibe mm-hmm. and not too much going around. But yeah, I ain't gonna lie. When I first saw you, man, I, I told my girlfriend at the time, I was like, hey. That's that dude from you know Murray State. I said I wonder how this. I said I wonder how this
0: gonna shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, and we, we 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 turned it out being real tight, man. We spent, spent, spent yeah. a lot of time together oh, you, yeah. you came you came on uh, up here to up here to to the town with me, meet some people. We ended up being sweet yep. mates. You know what I mean? It, it was all it was all <laughs> cool. Now here's one thing I remember though. Our junior year, right? Because we we both same class mm-hmm. and everything. Um, we get there and it's NAIA, and a lot of people, maybe not us at that time, but a lot of some of the other cats thought that, you know, they at the NAIA level that this is it's just gonna be sweet.
1: this is finna be easy. You know I, mean? I know, cats I know. About to,
0: about to have these big time blockbuster type numbers, and they got humbled real quick, man. Like, what from your vantage point did when you when you got in the gym, did, did you think, okay, okay, it's, it's some players here? Or it's like, man, these cats got
1: the wrong idea, man. I, 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 a lot of them, and I'm not going to say the entire team, but a lot of them, I was like, they got the wrong idea on what this is about to be. But let's take it back to junior college. I had a lot of people trying out, and some teammates was like, I'm just going to get my numbers here and go off D1. Like, like Juco was just easy. <laughs> I gotta tell a lot of my kids now. that I've heard some of them say, "Well, if I don't get this, I'll just go junior college." I'm like, "You honestly wouldn't make it there." Nah, like, y'all don't have enough dog in you. It that that frustrates me. I don't know why people think JUCO is easy, but yeah, it was it was a few cats on the team that I was like. Y'all got the wrong impression, man. This
0: ain't this ain't as easy as it as you think it's about to be. No, nah, and 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 if they didn't know. Where we were at while they were there, they found out before it was over. Now, in your opinion, do you think you had a better junior season uh, at USAO or, or or a better senior season? And the reason I ask you that is because um, I I noticed a change in in my role and and in my usage, you know, uh, from year to mm-hmm. year. But from my vantage point, it looked like yours kind of it kind of stayed the same in terms of you being a starter your junior year or our junior year, and you were a starter mm-hmm. our senior year, and you you know you were relied on. To 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 do some of the heavy lifting in terms of putting points on the boards, but did you feel the difference from year to year? Yeah, I actually did. My junior, year, I had a better senior year. Oh yeah. My junior year, me
1: personally, I was just too. I ain't gonna say too inconsistent, but I had an inconsistent stretch. Mm. In my opinion, I had I had you know several games where I did well, and I had like it was always like one or two that I should have performed better that I didn't, and then I would go off on some more good stretches. And then have one or two that just, you know, just I was just inconsistent to me, okay. me personally. I was inconsistent a few games But my junior year. I mean, my senior year, with me breaking my finger the very first game of the year. And you played the whole season with that broken finger. I had to played the whole, yeah, you know, I just taped it up with that athletic tape till it was numb. Man, you thought you were cope, and then <laughs> <laughs> I got the fadeaway pictures, like them, but you know, we ain't gonna talk about that. Right. Uh, and then me, when I found out I had planner Flashy, flashy how do you pronounce yeah, it.
0: Fasciitis.
1: Yeah. yeah, and that all that did was make me just work harder because you know, I'm thinking broke finger. I wasn't able my shot was kinda affected by that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I gotta spend more time in the gym to perfect this because I don't want a red shirt. No. You know, and then the, with my whole with my foot situation, I'm changing shoes, I'm trying different socks, different insoles. I'm like, all right, let me let me spend some time more time in the gym with this shoe, with this insole. You know, doing individual stuff that training stuff that I would do in the game. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, so my senior year, I feel like I went even more harder as far as individualized training and and getting my skill work right to help me have a better senior year. And plus, by the time we were seniors, to me, I saw the game differently. Mm. It really slowed
0: down. Yeah, and we, and whenever you say, whenever we say the game slows down for for you know, just in case we got some players, current players that happen to listen to this, we're not talking about the pace of the game. It's gonna be what it is. We're no, talking no, about it, no. From the no. mental aspect, you know how how quickly oh can yeah. pick up and process information and see things.
1: Mm-hmm. You get to see, you know, because I, I don't know. If that's um, it could be why I'm a coach now, but I got to. I picked up on the opposing teams' plays, opposing teams' players' tendencies. I picked up on who should be cutting where, when they should be like things like that. Just I just saw it clear.
0: Yeah. you were able to, able to. It, pick it made up it a up. lot
1: easier for me. Yeah, it made a lot easier for me on when to attack, when not, you know, different things like that. It just came real, it came easy for me.
0: Hey man. The, the fact that you just said being able to pick up on other teams' plays and stuff, you just brought back a memory, man. We we in the timeout, right? We we in the huddle. And Coach said, uh-huh. we take the ball out underneath our own basket. Uh, and so we, we got an out-of-bounds play. Coach said, hey, we getting ready to run triangle. Don't call it. All right? Ready, break. We go out there. Sali, but he, 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 he tried he tried to say it low. H- hey, hey, I we, know. We ready to run triangle. And other teams were like, hey, hey, triangle, triangle, then Charlie, Charlie, I'm like, and they- we clear. <laughs> they, beat us, that's they beat us. to the man. spot, dude. They beat us to the spot on every part of that play. And we was like, dang, these cats are good. Solly's Come on, man.
1: That's Sali though, man. He he act like we wasn't just in the same <laughs> huddle together.
0: Yeah, man. <laughs> he called. He called himself reminding us, like, come oh, on, Sali, we knew what the game plan was. Hey, hey, we, we already knew, knew, man. What you doing, <laughs> man? That's that's that boy.
1: Hey, that. That boy got mad at that Rider State game when they made fun of his last names, man. Oh, yeah. that, he went out there that's the part. game he took oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean He didn't pass the ball the same night, man. Yeah. And that might have been a game he caught one of them things off the rim, if I if I remember correctly. I'm going to ask. Nah, one that one. was that, that was OBU, wasn't it? Oklahoma Baptist, yeah. that was Oklahoma yeah, Baptist. Yeah, that boy got busy on that. But but anyway, back yeah. to you. Okay, so our careers end, right? Did you have any? Did mm-hmm. you have any interest in continuing playing, or did you know? Uh, right off the bat that you were ready to to get out here and get into
1: coaching? I, I, I went overseas for a little bit. I, I knew right when our season ended, I got all the film I could from the coaches. Uh, I hit up my junior college coach because he said he knew an agent at the time. Yeah. So I, I was ready to go right into it. Of course, things didn't happen just right away. Mm-hmm. But I was blessed enough to end up playing two and a half, three and a half years in Costa Rica. Man. But, yeah, I knew it right. That was, you know, enter in USAO. I was like, man, I gotta do something special so I can catch a team's attention.
0: That's what's up. Now. Because
1: the funny thing was, our JUCO, we 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 played against a professional team that came down here in Dallas. No joke. It was Team Petro. Mm. I don't know if you remember what was his name. Joe? Was it Joel Petro? Uh, it was an old NBA player. He played in the NBA for a little bit. He had a team that <laughs> came down here and kind of was like grabbing players to go down there and have a little tryout for the for the one of the professional teams down there. Dang. So they had a bunch of international guys that was out from wherever, I forgot what country it was, but they came down there and played us. And I'm talking about I went off, and right after the game, the, the coach said, hey, you want to play, you know, professional basketball? I was like, yeah, of course. He He's like, no, I mean, like, right now. Would you come over right now and and of course, my junior college coach intervened that quick. You know, <laughs> no, hey, no, sir, he's staying here. He's not, he got another. Yeah, it was my freshman year, and he said he got another year with me. And you know, he was like, "Nah." He said after he he graduates, then y'all can talk. <laughs> so I mean, kind of. Then I already knew I wanted to play. You know, at the time, too. Realization kicks in. I'm not going to the NBA. Okay. So it was it was you know after the NBA, the next step below is overseas. So, mm-hmm. so everything. Got all my film. I did everything I thought I was supposed to do as far as reaching out to people, going out, you know, getting an agent and whatnot. I had to take it a long way, but I eventually, by the grace of God, I ended up
0: making it over there. Man, now what? What was it like being in Costa Rica? Like from a cultural standpoint, was it? Were, were you shocked at some of the differences, or was, or did you see a lot of the same the same ways of living over there as you did over here in the states? You
1: have your cities over there that are similar to over here in the states, but for the most If you've been, if you grew up in, you know, a hood before you, when you get over there, you kind of, it's like, okay, this is, it's your typical hood. Right. But it's not, it's not.
0: Now you talked about some of the geographical differences and the cultural differences. Now, what what was basketball like on the court? Was it a different level, noticeably, or were you like, "Oh man, I'm about to I'm about to get right in on this"?
1: Well, of course, I thought from right, you know, just me, me being confident coming off of a good year of college, I'm like, "I'm about to kill." I don't care who it, who it was, but it, it's more physical overseas. Mm. A lot of people don't understand that. The the okay, remember the '90s I basketball, mean. Jordan era, and all that. Lot, yep. All that physicality. Well, it seemed like they still they haven't adapted <laughs> to the to the new era of basketball over there. They still allow okay. all of that. And what a lot of people that want to play overseas don't understand is you being American, you don't get all wow. of those calls. Like I've literally had refs tell me, you know, you're American. You know, after a hard foul, I'm like, hey, where's the foul? You're American. You're supposed to make that. Wow. I can't make it if somebody's grabbing both my arms. What am I supposed to do? Hit it off my head? Like, you're American. You're supposed to make that. You you hear that a lot. Oh, you're American. Stop crying, gringo. It's, it's like, dude, basketball, you know, if it's a foul, it's a foul, whether I'm American, I'm a citizen or whatever. But a lot of people wouldn't be able to handle overseas. You know, you see, you know, a lot of times, like, wow. I got to take over. Like, that wasn't a problem. But in order for me to take over – you gotta realize the guys that thought they were the man before I got there still thought they was the man <laughs> when I got there. Look at you, man. Soul crushing. So it's like, hey, like for real, my my first practice, uh, me and a good friend of mine, we we both were fortunate enough to go over there and play on the same team. So, you know, I was I was roommates with somebody that I knew. Like I was over there with somebody that I knew. So our first practice, we got iced out. We got shut mm. out. It was kind of, you know, they didn't want to give us the ball. It's like, yo, what are y'all? Their whole mindset, which not everybody was like that. We had a, we met some good friends, you know, some good people over there who are good friends now, but they was like, they don't want to pass y'all the ball because they feel like, you know, wow. that we don't need y'all. Yeah, I'm thinking y'all wasn't winning championships before we got here. Y'all were, y'all were losing. So what, what y'all was doing before wasn't working, which is why they brought us over. Exactly. So, yeah, we got iced out that first practice. And you best believe that the very next day we said, hey, mm-hmm. we just want to do us. And
0: so we the – <laughs> two
1: two people. No, nah, we didn't even do that. Two people. And I'm talking about we grabbed every rebound. We pressured them full court. was getting steals, getting dunks, hitting threes. Like, we made it be known. Yeah, y'all basically, we deal. here. I like y'all, it. Yeah. And it was either get on board or, you you know find
0: another team Man. to play with. Now, um, you, you said you were over there for, for about three, three and a half years. Now, what what was it just time? Were you just ready to get back and and, and move to the next chapter? Or or, or did the opportunities just kind of start falling off to where it's like, all right, I got to do something different? No, the opportunities didn't fall off. Uh, I mean,
1: if you really know me, my pops passed away my last yeah. year I was over there. So, with, with him passing in the middle of my season – it was kind of, you know, that's when it really hit you. Like, dang, you know, like, family. Like, I need my family. Like, and, you yeah, know, I had a kid at the first time, born. too. So it was like, yeah, I don't, you know, after that whole thing happened, I was like, I need to just be closer to my family because basketball, I had my fun. I enjoyed it. I'm blessed enough to say I played professional overseas, but it was like mm-hmm. my family is more important than than a basketball. and I mean, I still love basketball, but it was just, I, I couldn't, Let my son, you know, grow up watching me through FaceTime for a certain period Mm -hmm. of months, you know, leaving leaving my wife to to take care of everything and just hoping that family comes through and and help and sending money back. Like, you know, like I said, when he passed away, it was kind of like, man, you know, this it kind of hit me, brought me to another place like family is important. Family is more than important, doubt no, about it, man.
0: It, it, that's, I that's I'm glad to hear you say that, man. But you always have had your head on straight, you know what I mean. You always knew what was important, what was most important. Right. But to hear you, but to hear you speak about it, man, that that oh, makes me yeah. feel good, brother. But now, listen, I cause, cause cause oh, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, right, but make that point. Uh, I'm gonna say
1: a, a lot of people, you know, when I got done, they was just a few people questioned that, you know, did you just get cut or did you, you know, did they not want you back? Now they wanted me back. I had a few other teams right. that were still interested. And wanted me to play, even though I told them I'm I'm done, I'm retired. Well, we can offer you this. So, you know, you can play here like it was just, you know, at that point I was you made I was done. Up. Yeah, I made it up. I was done. I said I'll play, you know, if I get a coach job somewhere, I'll play with the kids. I'm coaching, I'll play with my son. Like I'll play, you know, mm-hmm. down here just for fun. But you know, I, I was done with it and pro- and part of me thought me going back over there to play. You know, with the old tragedy that happened, I was like, "That's gonna That's sit right. on me kind of heavy." That's right. So I just decided to stay here. Any like. regrets? Mm, okay. Not at all, honestly. I I got to do what most people can't do. That's a fact. So don't get to do. That's it. A fact. I played high school varsity. I played junior college. I played university. I played overseas. I not too many people. You know, a lot of high school students are done after their senior year
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so basketball got to take me places and it sounds like
0: you used it not the other way around okay now listen, you've been more than gracious with your time because i know you're coaching you got a game of seven forty-five, so i want to talk about your coaching career all right now are you still are you are you still coaching school ball or are you just all aau at this point no i'm still coaching school ball uh
1: harvest christian academy i went back to the private school route the 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 route that that gave me a shot i'm back at that man trying to instill what i did to some of these kids that are here let them know that yes you had a private school
0: but you can still make sure now me and you we've talked off the record uh a few times about the differences the the difference in upbringing that that some of those kids had uh compared to yours and um you know that that could bring about some challenges in terms of communication with them. So, uh, how are you able to, how are you able to get the most out of them from a competitive standpoint and from an effort standpoint, with them not necessarily needing sports to get them out of a set of circumstances that they come from.
1: As far as getting getting the most, and, and as far as effort and everything, a lot of times, I like I said. I chose to retire, so I'm still in good shape. I didn't put on muscle. I didn't get fat. Right. I put on some muscle, so I'm still in shape. I still hoop. So, a lot of times, what get them is, you know, what what most kids see if it's the oversized coach or whatever. They kind of like, oh. They're like, hey, you know, you you preaching all this, but can you right. physically do it? So I, I'm one that's like, okay, you know, I'm telling you to do mm-hmm. this. You want, I'll show here. you how you to up. do it. And then I'm, I'm, yeah, then I'm gonna talk trash with it too. So then they kind of. You know, they respect that. And I'm like, you know, if I'm done, physically done playing, you know, but I can still do this, I can still go hard, I can still give maximum effort yeah, because I love it, why can't you?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course, of course. Until my son probably hits around 33, I'll still be the best <laughs> said, one in the gym. <laughs> <and> the <outdoor. laughs> what's, so,
0: what's so special
1: about <laughs> age 33, man? Po- hey, man, you you probably know back in the day when the old folks oh, used to yeah, post oh, yeah. you up
0: and you get mad.
1: I got a post-up I got to post up game now, now so I'm just gonna back you down. You think you quicker, you jump. I'm just yeah, gonna yeah, back you be, down. Hey, be, be, beat him the, the old school, grind it out, slow way, huh? Oh yeah, you gonna fight with me? And by the time you do get the ball on offense, you have no energy to
0: come at me. So jack up <laughs> that to get the rebound from the brick. Man, <laughs> yep. All right, now now yep. on the AAU tip. What uh, what organization are you a part of?
1: Uh, it's called G One athlete. Athletes. G One stands for okay. God First. And I, I like to mix it up with grind first I as that. well. So, started that four was it four years ago? Three years mm-hmm. ago? I I want to say probably three years ago I started that. And this year right here is my 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 biggest year. Honestly, I got several kids who have opportunity to, to sign for basketball and play. at the.
0: Man, I know that's yeah. gotta feel good. And too. you
1: know, yeah. I'm just doing everything I can to help out. It, it, it honestly does, man. Coaches reaching out, whether it's call, text, email, and you know, showing interest in, in the kids. That, and some of these kids I've known since they were in seventh, eighth grade. Right. So, you know, putting in work with them and seeing the growth over the years and, you know, kind of letting them know, you know, hard work pays off.
0: Yeah. All that and, work then, you and, you know, know it, it's, it's so rewarding to see that light bulb come on after, after a lot of work, ain't it?
1: It is, man. It, it is. And, you know, I, I'm gracious enough, a lot of my kids are humble. I can say, hey, a Juco is interested in you. I'll see a, you know, right. smile ear to ear, you know, just over man. a Juco. To whereas I've seen some coaches tell a kid, hey, this D3 is interested in you. And, you know, it was a frown, like D3. You know, where's the where's the D1? Yeah, you know, so I'm not saying that's I got any kids that, that's d I don't have any D1 talent. But my Mm -hmm. kids are NAIA, D2, D3, you know, JUCO.
0: I'm just happy that they're getting offers. But at the end of the day, you know, somebody's interested in them. Continue to do what they love and to save mom and daddy some money in the process. Correct.
1: No doubt. That's what I try to tell the parents. That's what you got to do Invest in 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 them now.
0: Or they'll save you some money. Either way. Now, now here's the last thing I want to throw at you before I turn Correct. you to go get you a W. Um, you, you mentioned you mentioned you talked a little bit about it earlier in terms of uh, in terms of play styles. Um, do you and the, the play styles I'm talking about the differences between you know JUCO and AAU and even high school and AAU. Now, with you coaching sort of the best of both worlds, do you coach your AAU mm-hmm. team differently than you coach your high school team, and if so, how?
1: Mm. Most definitely, coach it differently, man. You know, uh, school, my high school team. It, well, first of all, in general, high school mm. and AAU, it's it's it slows down, right? AAU, the kids, are, you know, they're free, they're not shackled up. You know, you kind of just I, I kind of let right. my kids play. You just see it on other teams, you let them play. But to me, first, from what I've you know observed, the high school season. Mm. Teams lock down a little bit harder on defense. They focus in more, especially, you know, with with district and stuff. You see a team once, you know you're going to see them again, so you kind of got the scouting report on them. AAU is just, you know, hey, who we playing today? Mm, This team, who are they? I don't know. You're going to find out. You know, that type of thing. High school season, you got time to game plan, prepare, and get ready for that team.
0: Yeah, you got to be systematic. And
1: you can't just be as wild, at least in my opinion. Yeah, you got to have a system in it. And, you know, that's, that's your job. Your job is on the line. You Let kids run around, do whatever they want, you know, and it don't look structured. You know, how I go boosters yeah. will complain, parents complain. There you go, before they you know it, you know, they, this, they call you me don't in that get no that. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, yeah, of course. They such and such isn't playing as much, or not getting as many shots as such and such. And of course, parents have never had practice not. to see what really goes on, they just not. go That's by what kids are like, right. telling them. And you know, I've had some some older kid, uh, not kid, older parents. You know, I played here and I did this. I respect you for that, but your kid didn't put up, put in as much work as thing. you probably did to get that. You know, I have know more basketball than you. I was like, I I know a lot. I got a lot of knowledge. Not saying I know everything, but I'm basing off of what I see here at practice. I can tell your son doesn't do anything outside of practice. You can lie to me all you want, but <laughs> the, his hey. game doesn't lie. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You, you could say you make a thousand <laughs> shots a day and i put you out there and you miss your first eight. Hey, you're missing your 1st eight. You're not eight shooting a thousand a day, man. Yeah, it's just, well, we had a few people like that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, that, that's all <laughs> well, we was at podcast, at USAO, bro.
0: but. Yeah, we, we might have to Yeah, that is. So, man, Listen, bring me back for a part you two. Man. You know, this man right here, he carved out a lot of time this weekend because he's coaching and we've been hitting and missing, trying to link up for this podcast and, uh, Man, you know, I always enjoy talking to you. You know, I'm proud of the man you've turned out to be, even though it ain't even though it ain't no shock to me. I knew it was gonna be that way. So Appreciate that. Just man. Just keep grinding, keep working, and we'll link up and do this again down the line sometime, my brother. Yes, sir. This is Sportspeak Podcast. All, all right, man. All Appreciate days. you We're having me, man. We out of here.